Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. That's right. This is CBS Sports Radio, and you are locked in to the JR Sport Brief Show. I'm going to be hanging out here with you for two more hours. Thank you to everybody who hung in there with us for hours number one and two. Two plus two equals four. It's a four hour show. We get started every single weeknight at 10 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Pacific. Thank you for tuning in. If you missed a minute, you can always hit rewind on the free Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. You can always tune in anytime on your local CBS Sports Radio affiliate. You can ask a smart speaker to play CBS Sports Radio, and you can tune in easily. If you have SiriusXM, tune to channel 158. I'm being joined by super producer and host Dave Shepard. He's in New York. Me? I'm based in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm out here minding my business. Thank you to everybody listening every place from coast to coast and everything in between. You want to talk to us? It's simple. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. You can find me on social media at JR Sport Brief as we continue on with the show. Right before we went to break, uh, one of our callers had a conversation. He didn't like Kellen Moore too much. And I said, yeah, Kellen Moore is, he got his issues, his problems, his decision-making. But I'm going to pin some of that on the actual talent that he has to work with. And so in a few minutes, I'm going to tell you about a, a coordinator, an offensive coordinator, who's now back in New England with Bill Belichick, which I'm sure will be a, uh, a fun experience. We're going to talk about Bill O'Brien going back to New England. We'll talk about the Los Angeles Lakers, who are currently getting beat up right now uh, against the Clippers. I'm going to spend some time talking about Brock Purdy and what he'll face in Philadelphia against the Eagles. And if you listen to the first hour of the show, we talked about Tom Brady, uh, sick and tired of people asking him about retirement. We talked about Aaron Rodgers, just still talking, saying a whole lot of stuff, but saying nothing. We discussed Scott Rowland going into the Hall of Fame. I gave you an update on Kevin Durant trying to make it back by the All-Star break. And then we talked about Patrick Mahomes, who I'm sure right now this very minute is probably sleeping in some type of 
foot cast for his high ankle sprain. So we got a lot to do. And we got a lot of people here who are on the phone lines. And so before I move forward, before I I, I give you an update on Bill O'Brien going back to New England, let's talk to some of these callers who have been waiting very, very patiently to get on. Let's talk to Dan calling from Wisconsin. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, thanks a lot for taking my call, Jody. Uh, your show is awesome. And wait, by wait, the way, Jody? are probably this one is of the not, best. Whoa, it's not Jody Mack. This is JR. JR, all right, all right, JR. There's uh, a difference. There's, I know Jody Mack and his daughter. They're very wonderful people, but this is the wrong guy, Dan. Go ahead. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, I want to say uh, eggs are one of the best proteins you can really eat. I mean, you can eat them. I mean, they're good for you. And the reason what? for all the price hike is the bird flu. Like 17 million chickens had to be enthused. But Oh, no. You you, you, yeah. you, eat, the, you eat eggs, Dan? Oh, I eat probably a dozen and a half a week. A dozen. So what is the cost of a, a dozen eggs right now in Wisconsin? Right now, there's 469 a dozen here in Wisconsin. Okay. Do you know someone who has chickens? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's why I eat so many. <laughs> oh, what do you, you, you buy them from them or you steal them? No, I, <laughs> my son gives them to me. Uh, okay. Hey, Shep, we got a chick. Hey, Shep, this guy's a chicken thief over here. Uh, yeah, oh, Jody Mack? I mean, eggs no, are good. Jody, well, Jody <laughs> lives, no, Jody's stealing chickens from uh, New Jersey. This guy, Dan, <laughs> is stealing chickens in Wisconsin. Dan, you don't sound like a thief. <laughs> Yeah, now you got me laughing there. That's good. Uh, yeah, chicken thief. But go ahead. I want to say that the Chiefs, I think they're doomed. They're oh, doomed. No. I just think of the how Cincinnati has had their number the last three times they played them. Right. And now they're going in with uh, Mahomes, who can't do his razzle-dazzle. Maybe he'll – I'm sure he'll do some of it. He can't be 100%. We all know that he does throw a lot of picks down in the red zone when he gets roused. I really think the Chiefs should be worried. Oh, absolutely they should be worried. But there's there's no way in hell that they're going to come out and admit it. No one is going to say that, that Patrick Mahomes isn't yeah. ready. They, they, they're just going to play it cool, and they, they have no choice until we pull up to the game on Sunday. Yeah, but uh... – that's all I have to say. I love your show, man. It's awesome. Have a Thank good you. evening. You as well, Dan. And stop stealing chicken eggs. Don't do that. John is calling from here in Georgia. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, how are you doing, Jr.? I'm okay, John. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm good. Okay, good. What's up? I just want to talk about uh NFC championship between the Eagles and the, and the 49ers. Sure. Um, I'm originally from Philly, so I'm a diehard Eagles fan. Um, I just want to say to all the haters out there from middle of the season saying the Eagles are frauds, fakes, um, whatever it is, because the the strength of schedule, quote unquote, strength of schedule, because I think they're the they are the real deal. They have great defense, they have great offense. I just want to know what do you think. Um, the 49ers need to do to actually contend with the Eagles this week because I, I don't see a hole in our defense or a hole in our offense that can be plugged by anybody on the 49ers right now. Well, it's it, it's, it, it really boils down, and, and we'll talk more about this. This boils down to the man who's going to be throwing the football. 
You know, we, we have seen Purdy last week. He was pretty pedestrian. Uh, he did have a key strike to Kittle uh, setting up a Christian McCaffrey run. Uh, but outside of that, he was able to, to stay alive. And, and this is the big game that will be defining for, for Brock Purdy. Is he and going it. to be destroyed? by the Eagles and, and all of the defensive tackles and ends and linebackers that they're going to send at him? Is Brandon Graham going to be in his ear, chirping away, telling them how crap he is? And so when you ask me what the 49ers need to do, it's, it's less about what they need to do as a team. And I get it, it's a team sport. But Purdy may be asked to step into a space where he hasn't been as a starter yet. And he's been spectacular but they're going to need a hell of a performance out of him. I think he has it in him. Uh, do I think it's going to happen? I'll, I'll talk more about that as the week continues on. But honestly, as a as a first-year quarterback going into the NFC Championship game, he hasn't been in a high-pressure situation like that. I mean, that's, how long how long just, can Brock Purdy how long can Brock John, Purdy actually put this show on? John, kind of that's thing? that's what I just said. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we tune into the games and watch. Do I yeah. do I think he'll do it? It's going to be tough. Am I going to say it's impossible? No. The Eagles have a great defense. You know about their yeah. 75 sacks all season, whooping quarterbacks' asses. This is going to be a situation that he has not faced. This is going to be a defense at this level that he has not seen at this strength. And we have to see if he overcomes it. That's the point about watching the games. Yeah. All right. Stay tuned, John. That's why we got to watch, okay? All right. I'll stay tuned. (laughs) Thank you, John. You're asking me what they need to do? I just told you. Do I think he is capable? Yes. Based on what we've seen, I don't think Brock Purdy is necessarily going to shrink. But that doesn't mean if Brock Purdy was a a veteran quarterback that he wouldn't get smacked around by the Eagles. Let's be real. We could have thrown Tom Brady back there. Might have got his ass whooped. We could throw Aaron Rodgers back there, might be destroyed. We could throw Josh Allen back there, might be destroyed. And so I don't want to get totally caught up in the fact that, that Purdy doesn't have the same amount of experience. The Eagles' defense is badass. The line is ridiculous. The defensive backs are crazy. It's not going to be a walk in a park for anybody who you decide to throw back there at quarterback. I, I, I found it comical over the past several days where there are conversations about whether or not, oh, my God, uh, well, uh, is Jimmy Garoppolo going to be a – nah, Jimmy Garoppolo is cooked. There's nobody going to see Jimmy Garoppolo. Nobody wants to see him. There's no need for the 49ers to break continuity. We had this conversation when, when he was hurt the first time, and Brock Purdy showed that he can be a serviceable quarterback. Where The, the conversation is more about who is the QB for the 49ers next year and what the hell do you do with Lance? That's the larger conversation, but this is the fun part. The odds are against Purdy to have success. The Eagles will be at home. Is Purdy going to be able to conquer everything that's in front of him? Is he going to be able to help deliver a victory? Or is Kyle Shanahan going to be able to come up with a good enough scheme to hide him if he should choose? That's why we watch and tune into the games. I think I've given you a slight hint as to who I believe will win, but I'll tell you later on in the week. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. John is here from Buffalo. What's up, John? Uh, 
sir, uh, I'd like to just tell you something. Uh, you know them Buffalo Bills? Uh, we're bridesmaid, never a bride. One of these days we're going to win a Super Bowl. S sir, I'm a Vietnam War veteran, and I talk the talk, but I walk the walk. Today, too many people do too much talking and not enough walking. And another thing, sir, uh, tonight in Buffalo, the Buffalo Sabres kicked butt. They won the game. And anyway, sir, it's always next year. You know, I'm a septuagenarian. I'm a Vietnam War veteran, so I know what I'm talking about. And the Buffalo Bills, I'll be an old man by the time they win the Super Bowl. And you know another thing, sir? It's not talent. They all got talent. It's, what be, it's what's between your ears. It's your mental attitude. If you have a good attitude, you but You know, uh, ta uh, the Cincinnati Bengals came into the stadium, and they kicked butt. They, they beat the Bills at their own game. The snow didn't make any difference to them. They did what they had to do, and now Buffalo's going to have to wait till next year. They always got It's always next year, you know? We're always a bridesmaid, never a bride. But anyway, and your call from Georgia, I like your vocabulary, too, sir. You, you use the word flummoxed. That's like befuddled. That's, you got a good vocabulary. Say, how are all the Georgia peaches doing down there? Whoa, whoa, whoa. You, you want me to say hi to the Georgia peaches for you? Well, sir, guess what? All them nice Georgia peaches. You know, sir, I, I, anyway, I tell you I'm a military and I was stationed down in Fort Gordon, Georgia. And anyway, there's a lady down there. Her name is Paula Dean, and she butters what? everything up. Boy, she, I tell you. Paula I'm a, Dean? Paula Dean, yeah. You know, no, she, not her. I don't want to butter her biscuits, no. <laughs> no. Anyway, sir, my... Uh, my cousin Jerry, he's stationed at the Atlanta, and 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 you know, sir, when I used to fly home, I was a instructor down at Fort Gordon, Georgia. Anyways, when I had to fly home, I had to fly to Atlanta and catch a flight to Buffalo, New York. But uh, no, I'm, I, you know, you Georgia know a lot of peaches, peaches are I get good. It. I like Georgia. I like peaches too, though. Hey, peaches and herb. Remember peaches and herb? Yeah, well, well, you, you're so hip. Hey, what's your TikTok account? I, sir, I, you know, sir, I, I'm old-fashioned. I use a telephone. I'm calling you on the telephone. I don't know all this, uh, all this websites and this site and that site. Hey, by the way, you know why spiders are so good on the internet? They got more websites. You get it, spider webs. But do, <laughs> well, thank you, John, for calling from Buffalo. What, what do I say after that? Nothing. Does John know Alan? I don't know. But there's nothing to say after that. <laughs> it's the JR Sport Re Show here on CBS Sports Radio. He's talking about Georgia Peaches. He's talking about Paula Dean. I don't even know. Where, where's Paula Dean? Where's she been? Tried to get you know, you, he tried to get you in the middle of that. Yeah, I'm trying to sneak say, in Paula Dean there. Say hi to Georgia Peaches, and the first thing that comes to his mind is Paula Dean? Yeah. Where's she been? Fortunately, nowhere. She's she's still here, right? No, no, she's still alive. Obviously, we know the hot water she found herself in. I don't remember. She said something that was uh, not nice. Yes, right? yes, very, very, um, very offensive. Yes. Was it was it racist? Uh, you you can say that. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember yeah. Paula Dean. 
Yeah, I ain't trying to butter her biscuits. Yes. That's why she fell off the face of the earth. Yeah. Good for her. Hang out with Donald Sterling somewhere. It's the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS. Uh, anyway, bye. I'll be back in a second. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. I'm a new listener, but a long time radio personality over the years, and uh, you're just enlightening. Call in now at 855 212 4 CBS. It's the JR Sport Brief show here on CBS Sports Radio. We're going to get into Bill O'Brien rejoining the New England Patriots. I, I do want to talk to you about Ed Reed. I want to talk to you about Clevenger. Yeah, not all the news out of baseball today is is good. Uh, Clevenger uh, reportedly uh, put his hands on his his partner, his wife. We'll, we'll get into all of that. And then Ed Reed, if I didn't mention Ed Reed already, just uh, a sad scenario down at Bethune Cookman and HBCU. Eight five five two one two four CBS. That's eight five five two one two four CBS. Uh, One of our callers before the break asked about Brock Purdy or specifically asked what the Niners need to do uh, to beat the Philadelphia Eagles. And I said Brock Purdy is going to have to step up into a space and where he hasn't been. He's going to have to prove to everybody, and he's done it up until now, whether the win is ugly, whether it's pretty, whether he's delivering the ball, uh, last week, rather pedestrian. He did have some some big passes, but he was he was just that. Eh, he was okay because he has a great team around him. In order to beat the Eagles, he's going to have to do a little bit more than that. As a matter of fact, I want you to hear from Brock Purdy because when he talked about that win a couple of days ago against the Dallas Cowboys, he said, it's not just me, people. It's the whole damn team. Credit to the coaching staff and getting us right all all week. You know, defense, offense, special teams, everyone just playing. You know, it, it's t- it takes everybody, not just one person or a couple guys. It literally takes everybody. So I'm just so proud of the team. And, you know, playoff football is not easy. So to go and to pull off a win like that against a great team like Dallas and now going to the NFC Championship, it means a lot to us. And, and for myself, yeah, when I take a step back, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, between Hurts and Purdy, 23 and 25 years old, this is going to be the, the youngest set of quarterbacks that we have ever seen in an NFC title game. You just heard Brock Purdy talk about the team. It is a team game, right? Kyle Shanahan pretty much said the same, and we know this. The 49ers have the number one defense, and the Eagles have the number one offense, and Shanahan said in beating the Cowboys, your defense, they went out there and they handled business. We stopped the run, I think, which was huge. Uh, allowed us to be pretty sound in our coverages. I, I know we gave up that big one when uh, we were backed up, but I just think we made them work for everything. And when you take away the run game and um, you don't have to be too risky in, the, in your coverages, it makes it hard to get explosives. And our guys just kept doing it all game and were able to contain them and keep them out of the end zone except for that drive. And um, they played their ass off today. I think this is either going to be, A, an ugly game decided by some ridiculous a play, a fumble, etc. 
interception, turnover, strip sack, whatever the case might be. Or I think the Eagles might might handle the Niners. And, and not, not like they did the New York Giants. Hell no. They'd have to eat Purdy alive. And they might have a sizable lead. And when I say sizable, maybe it's uh, – Maybe it's 14. Maybe the Niners are trying to catch up points-wise. At the same time, Jalen Hurts is out there, and they did an excellent job of, of protecting his shoulder. He had, he had six runs overall that pretty much included him scrambling around. Uh, they didn't want to put him out there necessarily in harm's way, and he's naturally going to be in harm's way taking on that, that Niners defense. So this should be a fun matchup. I mean, we've had some games where you kind of go, oh, what's going on here? And then you get a blowout, and then you get a comeback like Jacksonville. You get teams chasing each other. You get the Giants and the Vikings. We've had a variance of games here in the postseason. This should be a good one. 855-212-4CBS. Lucius calling from California. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, JR. How's it going, man? I'm very well. What's up? Yeah, I just had a couple thoughts about the NFC Championship game. So I really think that the matchup to watch out for is going to be how well San Francisco can stop Philadelphia's run game because I think the best chance for SF to stop their offense is going to be by keeping Jalen Hurts in the pocket and force him to make you know, throws under pressure. So I think there's going to be two players who are going to have big games, and that's going to be Nick Bosa. Because I think, you know, big players are going to make big plays in games like this. And then a sleeper pick, I think, is going to be Elziz Alshair to make some key tackles in the game. Maybe, you know, some uh, big interceptions. So I was just wondering what you think about that matchup and any other matchups for this NFC championship. Well, I think I think the defenses, the 49ers obviously have the number one ranked defense. But the defenses are, are comparable. Neither one of these defenses are, are, are pushovers. They are going to be tough. So whether you are a, a Bosa, an Al Shair, whether you happen to be Graham, or you happen to be an old veteran trying to squeeze out another one in Dominican Sue, the defense is going to be tough. That's why I think this is going to be a, a, a tight game. The difference is yeah, going to be yeah. on, on offense. And the 49ers definitely have – a dynamic offense with dynamic weapons. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles have the same. The only difference is, I know this is a proving grounds for Jalen Hurts as well. He had to prove himself last year. He had an MVP caliber season this year. He hurt his shoulder. And, and people are still waiting on, quote, unquote, the magic dust to run out some people for Jalen Hurts as well. But if you had to trust one more than the other, are you going to trust Jalen Hurts? Are you going to trust Purdy with his weapons? So it's a, it's a tricky scenario. Uh, I think the defenses are comparable, but on the quarterback position, even with Hurts, Hurts and his shoulder, I'd, I'd give him the slight edge just because of experience. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Oh, Lucius, I got a better question. You called me last week. You did an amazing job. When the hell are you going to like take this job? I know you want to get into banking, but when are you going to do this as a part-time? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe like after high school or something, get yeah. into that. You could you could get paid a lot of money doing this, Lucius. Yeah, for sure, you can, yeah. You can hey, you can make a lot of money in high school starting. You can make money right now online saying what you just told me. You could. Yeah. 
Talk yes. to your family mm-hmm. about it, okay? Okay. All right, thank you, Lucius, right. for calling from California. Thank you. No doubt. Of course. Lucius could make so much money right now. Lucius could get a job right now. He could. I'm not joking. Lucius, if you want help finding work, talk to me. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Paul is here from Boston. Hey, Jeb. What's going on? How are you? Hey, I got a couple of things. You know, how can you expect a lot from Purdy? This is a guy who is literally Mr. Irrelevant in a draft, a guy who's basically a third-string quarterback who's come in, played seven games. Yeah, he beat Dallas. And you know what? He's, he's done a good job so far, but who's, if you ask me, who's I think expecting... Jalen Hurts has a lot more to prove. Whoa, 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 a lot whoa. more to prove. Let's, let's go back to the first part of, of what you said. Who's expecting anything out of Brock Purdy? I don't think he has anything. Expectations? Nobody expects anything from him. Well, I got to be honest with you. Like today, right? I always watch Stephen A. And I love Stephen A. You know what I mean? And Keyshawn was on. I don't know if you watched it, but. No, I didn't. I mean, mean, it's already like some of the criticism this guy has taken. It's like, wait a minute here. Like, take a step back. You know, it's almost like equivalent to when Brady, when Bledsoe got hurt and Brady came in. And Brady beat all these top-tier quarterbacks. I mean, I know Purdy's only played seven games, and he beat Dak, and I think Dak beat, beat himself on that one. But, I mean, even if the 49ers lose this game, I can't see anybody writing any negativity about this kid at all. No, yeah, there's no, there's no reason. But here's, here's the situation, though, Paul. People say crazy and wild things to, A, entertain and to elicit emotion. And so if some folks go a little bit further than others, you should just be be used to it. Uh, there is, there are zero expectations for Brock Purdy. If he has an amazing game, he will be exalted. If Brock Purdy I, I, has a poor game, people will chalk that up to inexperience. He can't I got to do- ask you one thing. Yes. And I want because you're, you're honest, and that's what I love about you. Out of all the four teams that are playing right this weekend, if you ask me, I'd rather see, and I hope, and I hope this happens, and I think Burrow is going to be 4-0 against Mahomes, and he'll be the first quarterback. He's already 3-0 against him. But if you ask me, I'd rather see a Cincinnati and 49er matchup. I don't know if you agree with me, but what do you think? From an entertainment perspective, what would yeah, I rather see? Who would you rather see? Oh, I, I think at this point, it's tough. Because I don't, I don't necessarily have a rooting interest. What do I think would be the best matchup? It would probably be the the Bengals at this point versus the Niners. Yeah, because I weapons think, wise and everything. That's I think yes, I think I, they match up better. I think there's dynamic. And look, if if Patrick Mahomes was healthy, I'm, I I would probably give you a different answer. Uh, but but right now Joe Burrow is is whooping ass. Mahomes oh, is on one leg. Burrow's nasty. Yeah, and, and that kid is nasty. There's there's so many storylines, and thank you, Paul, for calling from Boston. That there's so many storylines surrounding the 49ers right now. Could you imagine, man? And I I haven't watched a Super Bowl pregame show in God knows how long. What? How long is a Super Bowl pregame? Like six hours? I ain't sitting down watching that. It sounds about right, but Jr. There is no way, no way, that Patrick Mahomes can go down 0-4 and, 
against a quarterback with three less years experience who plays for Cincinnati of all places. It's just, it's it's just not it's just not conceivable to me. Well, that's fine. It doesn't have to be conceivable to you to, to be <laughs> realistic. It's a possibility. I I would love to see it. I I hate the fact that he's hurt and that he's injured. We don't know the extent. And we'll have to see if Patrick Mahomes can go out there and gut out a victory. Then, then God bless him. How, how do you, but Jr. How, how did he look? You said it. How did he look in that second half when he had to go back in? He didn't look like a guy that was that all that hobbled, did he? Well, it's, it's one thing to be shot up and be full of adrenaline, and I mean, on his way out the door, he certainly looked busted up. When he came back, he looked busted up. When he came back post halftime, he was hobbling around a little bit more. Uh, so yeah, with with six days to rest, sure, but we don't we don't know the extent. If he's good to go, then 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 good. We'll have more of a competitive matchup. Uh, high ankle sprains are are not easy just to wake up a week later and be cool with. This is the part that nobody ever talks about. It's drugs. It's drugs. You know, I don't know what needle they gave him. I don't know what pain reducing medication. I think we'd all be pretty naive if we think they just gave him a massage and put him in a boot and said, a boy, go get him. It's it's confusing. I, I don't know. It should be a good game, though. I don't expect it to be a runaway. I hope it's not. We saw we saw ass whooping already this weekend. We don't need another one. 855-212-4CBS. It's 855-212-4CBS. I'm going to get some more of your calls. I'm going to talk to you about Bill O'Brien rejoining the New England Patriots. I'm going to get into Ed Reed. We got a lot to do. It's the CBS Sports Radio. It's the JR Sport Brief Show. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. It's the great JR, man. Your show's so awesome. We uh, appreciate listening to you uh, on a regular basis, my man. Call in now at 855 212 4CBS. It is the JR Sport Brief show, and at the top of the hour, well, next hour, I should say, we're going to talk about Bill O'Brien and his return to the New England Patriots. Bill Belichick did all that. Well, Bill Belichick doesn't do a whole lot of yapping. Bill Belichick doesn't even do a, a whole lot of defending himself verbally. He just does what he wants to do, and he he scowls at you while he gives you a uh, a brief retort. But he didn't want to have an offensive coordinator. Got Matt Patricia and Joe Judge out there, you know, twiddling their thumbs. And now Bill O'Brien is back. And so we'll talk about all of the ironies that are there. Uh, before we move on in the show and I get back to the phone lines, we've talked a lot about legends tonight. We've talked about future Hall of Famers. Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady and Kevin Durant and and Patrick Mahomes is well on his way. And We know who has Hall of Fame potential. And then we even talked about Scott Rowland. He was voted into the Hall of Fame today. And this is a great opportunity for me to tell you about the Defensive Player of the Week. And he doesn't play anymore, but he's going into the Hall of Fame. Eight-time Gold Glover at the third base bag, Scott Rowland. 
the, the Defensive Player of the Week is sponsored by the Navy Federal Credit Union, who proudly serves the Armed Forces DOD, veterans, and their families. Their members are their mission. You can learn more at NavyFederal.org. And speaking of great defenders... Uh, I don't know if you've you've heard about this story over the past couple of days, over the past several weeks, but it involves one of the greatest safeties that the NFL has ever seen. And that happens to be former Raven, former Hurricane, uh, Texan Jet, Ed Reed. Ed Reed, we know he was a hurricane. And after he retired, he, he spent some time on the staff and on the payroll And Ed Reed was the latest superstar athlete, I would say. We all know about Deion Sanders and and what he did at Jackson State, Uh, some of the the situation of him leaving and going on to Colorado. And one of his points upon leaving, uh, and, and one of the points that he made was to help improve HBCUs, historically black colleges and universities. And one of the things that I said was, I'm not mad at Deion Sanders moving on. But it's to be seen, and we have to wait and see what he left behind, what he put and what he did there, what he established, but what type of legacy that he would leave. And we know, if you heard recently, that Ed Reed decided to become the head football coach at Bethune-Cookman out towards Daytona for their college football team. And then we learned over the past several weeks that he wasn't happy with the accommodations. And then we learned that he didn't necessarily sign a contract. He said the facility wasn't clean, that it needed work. He said that the, the, the interim president and folks running the school were in his way. They weren't happy with his complaints. And then ultimately over the weekend, we learned that although Ed Reed had already started to recruit students, He had a couple of students, I believe he said at least three, who already enrolled and started class, that they were there just because of him, that they told him that his services were no longer needed. And so Ed Reed has been uh, very vocal about, can I call it a, a dismissal when he didn't necessarily have a completed contract? Well, they did have an agreement, and they weren't happy with his his rants online. Ed Reed did apologize. And then last night while I was here on air, Ed Reed and Roe Parrish, what's up, bro? Uh, They happened to be on on Roland Martin's show. And there was a protest yesterday. The students aren't happy with a lot of the conditions, not just the student athletes at Bethune-Cookman. They're not happy with some of the conditions at the university. And you got a lot of folks who are saying, bring Ed Reed back. And so last night, Ed Reed kind of dropped a little bit of a bomb. He said that Deion Sanders was telling him to take the job at Jackson State. And he was saying, no, I want to take this one. This is Ed Reed. You'll hear Ed. You'll also hear Roe Parrish talk about his experience so far, or maybe it's the end experience with Bethune-Cookman. Listen to Ed Reed, Hall of Famer. Have other HBCUs reached out to y'all? We've been in contact with other uh, head coaches from HBCUs. I turned down the Jackson State job to come here, Roland Martin. Jackson State called me. Deion Sanders called me himself, man. Gave me. So, so every, listen, everything is that Ed is saying is, is accurate. There have been other offers before Bethune-Cookman in previous years from other. Grambling. From, uh, from, 
bro. So, um, I'm sorry, bro. From, from other HBCUs, there, there's been opportunities for Ed to be a head coach at, at multiple colleges. This was a, a, an opportunity, the location, the campus, everything about Bethune-Cookman was extremely appealing, which led him to ultimately choosing this over the opportunity at other institutions. Yeah, well, last I checked, I, I don't think Ed Reed got the uh, the return call or return meeting to at least entertain uh, making this happen again. Ed Reed has made it very clear that he is all about the the students that are there. He's he's all about the young men that he recruited. He wants to see his commitment through, and he doesn't feel that Bethune Cookman is, you know, living up to their end of the deal. I, I think at this point. They should probably all just walk away. It's it's unfortunate. Uh, I don't think there's any fix in this. It really isn't. From all indications, Bethune-Cookman, they are a, a school in transition, and, and Ed Reed is unfortunately on the outs. And now, uh, like a lot of times, the students are the ones caught in the middle. And it doesn't matter if it's an HBCU or uh, whether this is a, a major program, a Power 5 school in the, the SEC. We have so much movement in college football that a lot of times, and and sure, we can look at a transfer portal. We got a lot of students who get left holding the bags. Not everybody has the the power or the influence, especially on the the, the lower rungs of schools, to just say, up, I'm going to move. Not everybody can uyangala lay their way out west from from Clemson. It It doesn't work that way. And so, you know, first of all, not necessarily for Ed Reed, but I hope everything can work out uh, for the students. There's certainly a light shining on the situation right now, and I hope it works out for the students as well as the student athletes. Uh, it's never good. We know college and university and education is a business, uh, but, but not at the behest of the, the students first. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Let's talk to Dave, calling from Chicago. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. Hey, JR, how are you? How are you doing today? I'm very good, Dave. What's up? Um, as far as uh, Brock Purdy, I, I don't think that he really gets his just deserve. <clears throat> and I say this because this is a person that was thrown into the mix and has responded with very good poise. What I'm trying to say is, I don't know if he'll be the starting quarterback for, but he's building a good resume, and that bowls well for him as as a player. That does, you know, what I'm saying he he's doing nothing but winning. What do you want from a football player as a quarterback? What do you? But who? Why do you feel he hasn't gotten the respect that he deserves? Uh, he's. He's been praised for what he's been able to do. No, here's the thing. What I'm saying is, from all the experts, I I feel they're waiting for the hammer to fall, for him to fail. That's I don't no no Dave. I don't think no. That's what I get. Well, hold on. Stop and listen. Stop and listen. I'm not saying you. Okay, I get it. But stop and listen. I'm not saying you saying me. But listen for a minute. I don't think people are waiting on him to fail. I think it's realistic that he fall. That doesn't mean they're waiting for him to fail. What he is doing is unprecedented. 
what he is doing is unusual. And so it's not waiting on him to fail. It's not wanting him to fail. It's being realistic about his situation, knowing that, wow, he's been able to do this up until this point. Can this continue? That's it. Yeah, there's there's well, nothing more, nothing less about it. Well, uh, what, when you say that, when you what you just said, all right, that's everything that's going right in his way. Sooner or later, you know it's, it's something's going to happen. What I want, what I'm saying is that I think that if it does happen, is it, can he respond to that to that that drop that drop off? And I'll leave you with this: as far as of people going in the Hall of Fame, I am a Bears fan. Um, Devin Hester should definitely be in as as a, as a, as a specialist. And Robbie Gold, who who I hated to leave, what I what a million over a million dollars will also be a Hall of Famer as a kicker. Thanks, okay. Jared. Much love. Right. Take care. Thank you, Dave, for calling from Chicago. I never thought about Robbie Gold and and uh, his Hall of Fame chances. He's a kicker, but Devin Hester, I, I cannot disagree with. I, I don't think people being realistic about any athlete or player or their position means that they're wanting to fail. Like, that's why we will watch the game. You know, if you got to think about the game as going to theater, everyone wants to see what Brock Purdy will do. People want to see what Jalen Hurts will do. How will the two defenses perform? This is going to be a good game. This might be a better game than whatever the hell we end up getting in the Super Bowl out in Arizona. I, I don't know. But just because somebody is honest about Brock Purdy, knowing that he may just just hit the skids in the the, the final game in, in the NFC here, the NFC Championship, doesn't mean people want him to fail. I, I think there's legitimate concern even for Jalen Hurts. Yeah, he he played and he beat the Giants. He was throwing the rock all over the place. He got two scores right out of the gate. He didn't have to, you know, go for that quarterback sneak. He didn't have to go out there and try to truck anybody. This concerns on both sides. It's it's good theater. It should be a good matchup. I, I haven't heard anybody just completely destroy Brock Purdy. I've heard the opposite. I've heard people giving him all the credit in the world, as he deserves. He's played awesome, all things considered. It's the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. I'm going to get some more of your calls on the other side. We'll talk about Bill O'Brien. Welcome back to the NFL. Thank God not as a boss. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.